Okay, here we are. It's the Shivis. No whiny Monday here. This is straight up Shivis. No, never. Because you're not even facing the microphone. You're playing games as usual. The game, the non-gamer who plays more games than everybody else in the house. Non-gamer who plays more games. Now you got louder, see? What? What did you say? iPad cost six million dollars and she drops it on the floor. I did. On the regular. I not on the regular, I've only done it twice. How many times you dropped your iPhone? Total? Since I've had it? Mm-hmm. Maybe twenty times? Yeah. There. How many times do you drop yours? I have no reason to most times it's in my pocket. It's in my pocket. You've dropped my phone a couple times. I have not dropped your phone. You have. I have not dropped that phone. Okay, you've knocked it behind the bed. Okay. You cannot use. <laughs> oh, you are asleep and I happen to put my phone on the bed. I mean, think about that for a moment. That's not me dropping your phone. I'm, I'm including that in the 20 times. No, you cannot include that because that's not how it works. Yeah. I'm sure it's probably way more than no. 20 times that you and your phone have parted ways and one of you has fallen down. Not my six. My can't, four, can't, yeah. can't get up. Or it happened a lot. Okay, so it's Saturday. We got some shibis, which means uh, ain't no telling what I'm going to say. And I ain't gonna remember tomorrow. That's okay, we'll have it on record. Yeah, but I ain't gonna listen to it again. The right slip up. You were a little late. It's only your first class. You know that I haven't. Exactly. You know you, that I you, can't drink You just manage you manage not dropping <laughs> shit over there. Aaron'll manage not falling down. And I'll manage to uh keep on you gonna manage to try to stay here. awake? He stubs his toes daily. He has Sasquatch Yo, feet, so just, he stubs his toes. You just absolutely almost fall down every day. You didn't see anything. It wasn't me. I wasn't falling down. Uh-uh. That wasn't me. Yeah. A week. All right, Karen, what you got? Questions of the week. We got Q of the W. What you got for the Q of the W? Well, we asked for some feedback and we asked for questions. So... Say that again. Okay, so one of the listeners has contacted me. She's an American teacher. She's teaching in Mexico City right now. And she 
has given me a list of questions. Did you say a lisp? List. Not a lisp. <laughs> she gave you a lisp? No. There's nothing wrong with a lisp. Um, so. <clears throat> you ever seen a Chinese student try to speak English with a lisp? Oh. Where did you drop now? I dropped nothing. Oh, God. Aaron, did you fall down? The, tr the trolley right, fell go over. Ahead. Keep going. So, anyway, she gave me a list of questions about um, how do we how do we decide when it's time to go? Blah blah blah. So, I have a list of okay, questions. Why don't you just start with question number one? Question number one is how do you know when it's time to leave a country? When shit gets out of hand. Is it really? You have to understand that this whole this whole thing about the questions and the, the the answers, I have already said that it takes about ten minutes to answer all these questions. Karen, on the other hand, thinks that it's going to take a long time to answer these questions, and we might get many shows out of this. And I've after listening to the questions, I already know that it's going to take a very short amount of time because I don't have much to say because the answers are quite easy. So, so you're saying when shit gets out to, of hand. Back to the, <clears throat> the question. What was the question? How do you know when it's time to leave a country? When shit gets crazy. Aaron, there you go. Aaron, let's be a little more in see, depth. See, this is what I'm talking about. That's exactly what I'm talking about. My answer is the answer. But let's, let's, let's talk about that. Let's, un, let's unpack that. No, we're not going to unpack it. <laughs> there ain't no unpacking to do. Come on. It, 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 look. So why did we leave China the first time? It was freaking cold. Okay. And dirty. And polluted. And we didn't want to live there no more. And That's we, why. And we were working six days a week. No, no, no. Six days a week had nothing to do with it. Although, to be fair, that job was pretty easy. Six days a week had nothing to do with it. But it, mostly it was cold it was, and it was dirty. It was filthy. It was, yeah, it was cold and dirty. And it was northeast China, other side of the wall. Just, it, it was not good. It wasn't healthy. It definitely wasn't healthy. I had never been that sick in that short of a t amount of time ever in my life. Okay, so shit was crazy, I mean, right? I, I think that I, I just said shit like was crazy. Ten times in two years. See, you're trying to you're trying to drag it out, but <laughs> no. shit was crazy. Shit doesn't. That's it not was crazy. crazy. It Why was didn't crazy. we leave Thailand? Because shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. A freaking coup. A military coup. <laughs> but we didn't leave immigration when... and a coup. There you go. Next. Listen, we didn't leave right when the coup happened. No, we didn't. We, we tried waited, to like, stick it out year. until the until immigration crept in. Oh yeah, immigration. And then coup plus immigration means get the hell out of Dodge. Yeah. Next. And why do you want to leave now? Same answer. <laughs> <laughs> Shit done got crazy. <laughs> so basically, shit done got crazy equals national these, retardation these and mental mediocrity. Yep, all of that. And uh, the school, my company, my company just became another company. So I don't even know what that's going to mean, but I'm not going to stick around to find out. Right. Your pay's been cut because they well, tripled your taxes. Pay, my pay's been cut <clears throat> because they're they're now following their own tax laws, which is hilarious. Right. So 
the, the we are literally getting almost four hundred and fifty dollars a month less than what we got in july yeah so yeah uh shit done got crazy see it's not i, tried, I mean you have I to tried be... to make you understand Aaron. i tried these are people maybe our listeners have never been outside of the country maybe they've never lived and worked abroad but they do understand shit getting crazy <laughs> maybe they don't understand what it means no 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 as no. far as what all, it, all it matters is shit done got crazy that's all that matters. Once you once you say that, whatever that me, whatever crazy is for you, that's your reason for leaving. Okay, but it's not crazy. It's just stupidity. Oh, oh, oh! National stupidity. Now you want to call it national stupidity? I'm just saying that it's it's. It I is. like that national stupidity. You what? I like national stupidity oh, as no. a term. Oh, oh, oh! I thought you meant you like the fact that there is a such thing as national stupidity. No. I like that term. Mental mediocrity is my my thing. I love that mental mediocrity. Yeah, that's a good one. I've been saying that since we got to China. All right. Um. Yeah. I mean, honestly, when the conditions have changed to the point where you can't stand to stay there, is when it's a good time to go. Should you wait that long, or should no, you like? No. Sometimes you don't have a choice because it happens very quickly. True. Especially when it comes down to immigration. Especially if the country that you're in changes the rules. Yeah, like Thailand that happened. Like China. Well, yeah, China now because I can't work in China anymore. And a lot of people can't work in China right now right. because <laughs> if you're not a native English speaker on some list, which is funny because America doesn't have a we, native language, but if you have if you're not one of those people, one of those countries right. That they recognize as a native English speaker, you don't teach it English in China. Right. They have all these countries that are native English speaking countries that are not on their list because they don't know that they speak English. And so people are losing their jobs or exactly. so, you know, can't re-sign their contracts. Or, shit done got crazy. It's time to go. Yeah. Now, for, for that for Americans... You still have quite a few choices. Not all good. You just have choices. But for a lot of other people, they don't have as many choices based on their what passport they hold. Right. And that that could be that could be difficult. So a lot of people, I what I've seen this year are people as non non American Canadian English. And Australian, Australia. non, those people that aren't from those places, they're just staying put. If the school has already employed them, they're just staying there as long as they can. And they're just not moving because once they try to move, they can't be hired. They can't get visas. Right. They can't get F <clears throat> uh, FECs. They can't get any of that stuff. So then you basically either become illegal, stay where you are, or get the hell on. Right. We're getting the hell on. Right. Because it's a much better decision, even though it's going to mean a serious pay cut, get the hell on. Because right. it's not the time to be here. We've got so many weird international things happening all around China at the moment. It's time to get out of here. Now, remember... I said it was time to get out of Thailand. It was time to get out of Thailand. <laughs> yeah, it was time to get out of Thailand. Okay. 
So, yep. It's just, it's just, it's what happens. You have to, you have to pay attention to all the stuff. I mean, really, it's not about the one country. It's about what is going on in the world around you. Yeah, we've got a confluence of of some ridiculous stupidity. Yep. You've got North Korea. You've got uh, Japan. You've got ASEAN. You've got Trump. You've got oh Prince. my God. Right. You put all those things together, it's time for some Chivas Regal. Right. Well, I had someone contact old. me this week. Um, I think they're in Bali right now. <clears throat> they were in Thailand shortly after we left. They arrived. They stayed in Thailand for a year and a half. They're now in Bali. And he was asking if I had any job listings for North, South Korea or China. I always have them. But, oh, they're always out there. Right, but I get them. I get emailed, you know, three or four Me, times a week. I do too. So I sent to him, I'll forward you what I have, but I don't know that South Korea is the right place to be. Oh, South Korea might be better than China, but if you want to be super micromanaged, I have never well, no, heard no, no, no. anything I'm just talking about, about with all the military stuff going on and, you know, they just had that citizens evacuation, American citizen evacuation tri- uh, trial or whatever you want to call it a couple weeks, two weeks ago. You mean like a fire drill? Yeah, like a fire drill. That's what I, I meant. <laughs> Sorry. I couldn't find the world word. But he was military. and they he had was, a fire drill. Don't go to that country. But he he was military. And he was, in, he was stationed in South Korea for several years. So when he didn't know that they had done a citizen's evacuation drill. And he's like, okay, never mind. If the, if the military is doing that, they don't normally do that. Okay, but that honestly, that's not a reason not to go to a country. The reason not to go to the country is because they might end up... You know what? Honestly, with South Korea, I would be more worried of reunification than I would be a war. Right? Because reunification does not bode well for anybody around. No. You know, that's, what, that's what's going to cause, I, in my opinion, more issue. But anyway, enough about that, you know dim politics what else you got on your list that i can answer in like two seconds <clears throat> the next See, i strung one. it out i was nice i strung it out for you know 15 whole minutes the next question is how do you choose where to go next easy ask the kids next see see this is what i was telling you i told you you're killing me Smith. ask the kids who chose who chose china keegan who chose Thailand? Aaron and Keegan. Who do we ask next? Aaron and Keegan. Next! I don't know. Who, did they choose a South or Central American country? No. I, I think... He said he wanted to go. He said, okay. I think at this point, everybody just I kind of wants to get to a place that is new. Yeah. And it can't be in Asia. Right, we don't want to be in Asia anymore. So, if you're if you're looking for newness and feasibility, that's why Central and South America have Right. They 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 <clears throat> fall into that category. There aren't that many places I would say that we could go outside of Asia 
and be different from Asia, hopefully, in the world. There aren't that many because EU countries are very difficult for us to get in. Well, they are and they aren't. I mean, they are if we wanted to go and try to find a job once we got there. <clears throat> yeah, okay. We're not doing that. But the countries yet. where we could go and get get jobs pretty easily, we don't want to go. Like where? Like Poland. Poland oh, God, and, no. Shit. And, Poland. you know, Turkey. Oh, and, hell no. That's not even Europe. Uh, That's Asia. I would like to go to Turkey. Like, I, I want to go to Istanbul just for like a week. To like okay. experience Going it, but I don't know that I want to live there. Is not the same as living in a place. Prague. Prague is one of those places where can you even spell Prague. Yeah. You can. Uh huh. Um. I don't believe it. There, what Romania? I think they were. Oh hell's no! Right, all these places. What is are, wrong with you, woman? I said we could get jobs there. Not that you Shit. wanted to go so where it's you're gonna be like, let's go see Dracula. I looked in Transylvania, actually. Thank you. He's not really from Transylvania, is he? No. I didn't think so. But I did look in Transylvania (laughs) because I think that would make Keegan happy. We talk about Transylvania, then. I I looked there. Anyway, why do we choose? Because of what it is that we want. The next place we want to go to. And then we have to look at how feasible it is. So far, the kids have made the choice. Right. So that answers one of your other questions. How do you get the kids on board? That's easy. They choose. Next. <laughs> okay. So what are the steps you take to choose a new country and find a job that. in the new country? See, finding a job. Well, that, it depends on the country. Because in China, you have to have the job before you even come here. You yeah. have to have the job in order to ha- You have to have all the paperwork to get Before. on the plane. Right, just to do all of the stuff to come to China. So that that's pretty much not even really an issue. What it, Going to Thailand was just the opposite. You had to be in Thailand to get the damn job because they wouldn't hire you unless they could talk to you. Right. So, okay. So basically what I'm saying is, wait for it, wait for it. It's country specific. Next! Okay, this is what I do. Because he doesn't do. <laughs> when it comes, this is what it comes down to. It's all different in every country. Because when it comes down to finding a new job in a different place, Aaron doesn't do any of the research. He doesn't do any of the applying for the jobs. He doesn't do anything. I do nothing. But, I am a lazy ass. But update his resume. And go on interviews. And interview. That's all he does. It's terrible. It's an awful process. He has a secretary for that very reason. <laughs> I'm very efficient. I will send out maybe 20 or 30 applications or resumes in a day. Sometimes I have them respond to him, but most of the time they don't. Uh-uh. It's better that they don't. Right. So it comes to me. I'll I'll go on job search sites. Um there are a lot of international job search sites. That we use, excuse me, I use. So I will post our resumes there. Um, usually I advertise on some place like uh, Dave's ESL Cafe. I'll put. Isn't that only good for Asia? No. Oh. Dave's ESL Cafe is good for all around the world. They have a spe- like a China board. They have a Korea board. And then they have an international board. 
So I will post our resumes as a teaching couple. And within maybe 20 or 30 minutes, I'll get emails asking for more information, wanting to set up interviews. And that's when I Do really you have, have dark skin. Right. I have to really start vetting at that point because Aaron is very particular and does not like to waste his time. Well, who does? I'm I'm the Who does know, like to waste their time? Nobody likes to I'm waste sorry, their if time. I sit down in an interview and somebody tells me I don't want to hire black people, why the fuck do I need to keep talking to your ass? Y yeah, you're right. Yep, you're okay? right. Okay. If somebody says that I we want you to teach science, I don't need to talk to you. I don't teach science. Right. It's not my thing. Next. We had a interview for Tanzania and the the woman was said something about how she wanted to create the curriculum and we'd have to follow strictly by her curriculum and blah, blah, blah. And we were like, That's okay. fine. I'm glad you know what you want, but I'm not going to be teaching with <laughs> right. you. We were like, okay, well, you're not for us. Have a great day. And that was that. You know, we... we that is not me being particular. That's me being a professional. Yeah. Because anybody sitting around having that conversation for longer than three minutes... Yes. Yep. Then they they just don't know what they want, and they're just trying to entertain everything. Yeah, I, I have no reason to entertain everything. Well, when I know exactly what I want, all I need to do is find out does your company do it? Yes, but I also think that when when you're new and you're interviewing for jobs, when you're new to what we do and you're interviewing for jobs, you interview with everyone. You take the time, you talk to them, you listen to their spiel. But when you've been doing it for as long as we have, we are now interviewing the companies. They are not just interviewing us, but we are interviewing them. So if they're saying some things that we don't want to deal with, then we'll just end the conversation there and move yeah, forward. Yeah, let them go on to the next person. There is no reason to have that. There is no reason to sit there talking. You know, and these are people that I may never talk to again in life. Right. Why the hell do I need? I'm not going to I'm not going to foster a relationship with that person. You right. know, unless it's a recruiter. Now, recruiters are different. Yes. Because you're just you're trying to get them to understand who you are yep. and what you want. And then they're trying to get you to understand what's available. So then you are going to have a longer conversation. But it just a just a, a job like a recruiter goes and says, because this happens in China all the time. A recruiter goes and says, you know, we've got this job. Um, you don't really, you're not, you're not beholden to the recruiter. The recruiter is making their money based on you accepting the job. Right. So it has nothing to do with you paying them. Mm -hmm. But they'll say, you know, yes, I got this. These people, they, they're interested in you. They want to talk to you. They'll set up a, you know, like a schedule, a Skype thing or whatever. And then you go and you talk to them. But then when you're sitting and you're talking to them, you're like, oh, the recruiter said this. Oh, no, no, it's not like that. It's this. Oh. And then the recruiter said this. No, 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 it's not like that. It's okay, then thank you for your time. It's time right. for me to get off this yep. call. Because there's no reason for me to sit there anymore. That's true. So, I mean, that's just, that's not, that's not, that's not being particular. That's just not wasting your own time. Because a lot of times when, when a lot of this stuff begins, if it follows what has happened in the past, We'll sit that we'll sit down and we'll have like five or six interviews all at once. Right, they'll be like back to back. I wanna, I want to distinguish between working with a recruiter and working with an agency. Never ever work with an agency. 
an agency gets paid per month to have you in a location. Therefore, your salary is going to be lower. But you're also going to be, you're an employee of an agency that's you're, putting you out there. Right. Like I did in Thailand. Right. You're an employee of that agency. You're not necessarily an employee of the school. And sometimes the agencies will have your visa for one city, but send you to another city to work, which then you are illegal because your visa is for the city where the agency is located, not the city where you are located. And yes, the police do check. They do check. And you will get in trouble. And usually you are arrested right then and there. And uh, most of the time deported. So I'm not a fan of agencies. Uh, recruiters, on the other hand, they get a one-time fee. Once you are hired and are in the country, they get a one-time fee. That's it. So they do their best to try to find you a job because they're banking on that one fee. And I have recruiters that I have kept in contact with for the last two years and send people to them all the time just because they were nice enough to help us out when we were looking for jobs. All right. Mm -hmm. Next one. She said, can you talk about contracts? Because most Americans don't understand what it means to be under contract and how that affects your I, daily okay, life. Now, honestly, I really don't understand that because for the most part, every job that I've had in corporate America, you have a contract with that company. You have something that outlines what your job is, what your job responsibilities are, uh, expectations usually, and then salary information days off all of the you know sick days all of that stuff is there in that employee agreement fyi that's a contract okay so then you come into asia it's the exact same thing Except all the same information doesn't even change same thing usually it's it's copied from somebody some american uh, or british version of something so because they steal it off the internet or something like that the difference is with contracts it's not about knowing how to work with a contract or having a contract. It's about knowing how to honor a contract. Yes. And in America, you have a you have human resources departments and people that are trying to make sure that management is honoring their ver their side of the contract and the employee is honoring their side of the contract. When you're in Asia, you sign a contract and usually the people that you sign a contract with will not honor it. Right. That's but, the difference. And they, HR has no meaning in no. in in Asia. They don't a, a, human resources is not a thing. They might have the name of the department, but that's not it doesn't have the same meaning. No. I found that out from the guy I work with who went to university for HR who knows nothing about HR. He didn't even know what it so, meant. That's, you know, that's the, the, the false expectation from my stand -up standpoint is that people come here understanding what a contract is, but then they sit down with Chinese people or Thai people or whatever, and they end up 
getting one understanding. The contract says something else. Usually what we have is a contract that's in English and a whole nother contract that's in Chinese. Yes. And we don't know what the Chinese contract says. So that means the Chinese person has one idea of what your job responsibilities are. And you have a totally different understanding of what your job responsibilities are if they're even outlined in the contract. Right. And then you end up at some point very early on in your work time arguing about contracts saying that's not in my contract and they end up saying oh yes it is it's right here and you say but that doesn't mean that and you end up fighting about semantics inside of your contract because the person that is administering your contract doesn't even understand what your contract says the thing that you sign right that's usually the problem but it's not i don't think it's working under contract because all the foreigners i've ever seen from all the different western countries all fall back on their contracts i think well we've had this happen quite a few times uh, especially when we were in wuhan and and we were really unhappy with the school and people would say why don't you just quit and go get another job and they don't understand that when you're under contract in china specifically china you can't just quit and go get another job but that's without, because your fec is tied to your, right your foreign expert certificate which and is, your visa and your visa and your residency permit all of that is tied to your contract at that school and it there is a clause in almost every single contract that says if you quit without giving a certain amount of notice you get charged a significant amount of money yeah you got to pay them you have, you to, have pay to pay them. them to leave. Right. Like, I think your current one is 20,000 yuan, which is a, a nice big, like, $4,000 you have to pay them if you quit before the end of your contract. So Mostly they're covering the cost of getting you the visa. They're covering right. the cost of the visa and all the paperwork and stuff that goes into that. The foreign export certificate, the residency permit, and your visa have a cost to the employer and so what they're doing is if you leave before your end of your contract and they don't they're they're angry at you which is usually what happens they want to blackball you and be angry at you at the same time blackballing you means that you never work in china again um or at least for five years you won't work in china yeah and they'll hold your release letter yep um then you end up uh having having issues with separating from the companies. So. In China, if you choose to terminate your contract, we only know this because we've done it one time in the six years we've been in Asia. Um, if you terminate your contract ahead of time and the school is willing to get, release you, you actually have to have a certified letter, this red stamp, saying that the school has released you from your contract before the the new school can start the visa process. Okay, you keep saying schools. It's or a company. to say employer. Okay, the employer. Because the employers are different than the schools. Yep. And a lot of times the schools are not don't have the ability to hire Well, our teachers. the school we were in in Wuhan hired. They did. Yeah. But, like, at the school I'm at now, I'm not hired by the school. I work for, for a different company. The, they have, what, half of their staff is all from agencies. different agencies. Mm -hmm. Different agencies, yep. not even the same one. Agencies. So, I mean, 
your employer, your contract, your employer, your all your paperwork is going through that contract right. and your passport. And in order to start your new visa, because you have to have a visa to be in the country, they have to give you a release letter. And if you've pissed them off, they'll hold it. They'll hold it and you won't be able to get and a new visa. And take your end of your bonus. Yep. And then make you pay them. Yep. So it's best to And then not you don't work break. in China again. Right. It's best not to break the contract if possible. Unless you can get your next employer to make up that letter for you. Which is pops- possible. Probably. Which is highly probable because they don't <laughs> care. Especially if you're in the same city. They'll just make up a new one and, yeah, right. and put a red stamp on it and say, this is from them. <laughs> now, what happens oh, if the company slash employer breaks the contract <laughs> you are ass out <laughs> there's nothing you can do about it there's nothing you can do about it i'm supposed to get paid overtime i haven't gotten paid overtime yet well uh, my first thing said something about don't uh uh work week is monday through friday no but then weekends. when i work on saturday and sunday don't care you don't get paid for that so uh, contracts are are less than guidelines. Contracts in China have very little meaning to Chinese people. Um, they'll they'll act, they will say it does, but that is not true. It I I would have to say that they mean a lot as long as you are following it. As soon as you don't follow what they want you to follow, then they'll say you aren't following the contract. But should they not follow something in the contract? Oh, that's not what it says. Yeah, they honestly, it 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 has nothing to do with honesty or integrity or professionalism or any of those things, because those things do not exist in this environment. No, they don't live in China at all. Nope. that's not even a I mean. For, for anybody who's a teacher in China, everybody knows that, you know, none of those qualities are a part of the educational system inside of China, whether it's private, public, or international. Unless it's a company, like the school itself is a company based out of some other country. It's right. not run by a Chinese company. It's right. run by some british or american and Canadian. they have totally different standards and they hire do their own hiring and they bring in people to to work in china under that umbrella of you know an american style curriculum or a british style co- curriculum or you know whatever but what if it's if chinese people are managing it or mismanaging it it's not gonna ever have anything to do with integrity so for those of you that actually want to to come to China and 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 travel around and you know learn a new culture and maybe learn a new language and all that kind of stuff, do not expect any of those things in your work life. Right. You probably shouldn't expect those things in your out of work life either, because those are just not real. They're really not qualities that are part of the culture in China. Right. No matter what they tell you, it's just not there. And anybody who has lived in China for any amount of time will t- will agree with me. They know it's true. The problem is Chinese people know how to say 
oh, this is this is this is what I believe. This is what I think. This and but it's not true because it, when you watch their actions, you learn that's just not how Chinese people are. It's not how they are with each other, and it's definitely not how they're going to be with you. Right. Okay. We got lots of positive things to say about China. That's why I we're, actually that's why we're like leaving. China. Yeah, we 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 like. What do we like about it? I like the cost of living. Yeah, I see. I like the ease of the transportation. Mm-hmm. I like the pay, usually. I like the fact that I don't have to worry about my children going outside and playing and getting shot or arrested or, you know, I don't have to worry about the children. Uh-huh. I don't know if these are things indicative things specific to China. No, but those, those are the things I like about it. Yo, like I said, I don't think they're specific to China. Okay. Well, I've only lived in a Most three of countries. the things that have to do with China. I worried about all those things in China. Thailand. But I'm saying specifically China. I don't, I don't. I think most Westerners are opportunists by nature. Yep. And they see the dollar signs. Yeah. And they understand that they can exploit the system once they understand it. Yep. But as far as actually enjoying living here, being here, working here, um, I think we have a shelf life of about two and a half to three years. And once you get to that three-year mark, you have a list. Yeah. Well, I think I would say after you're here a year and a half, you have a list. So, all right. Next on your list. What do you want to do or what do you have to do if you want to stay in the country, but no longer want to work for the same company? You got to get, we already covered that. You got to get released from one company and then what you if can you're start not, the paperwork. Huh? If you're not, if you're at the end of your contract. You still got to get a release. You still have to have a release letter. Yeah. You still got to get. Re- I mean, the 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 previous company will will end. They they will they will they will because your contract has an end date. Right. Okay. So that will have an end to your in China, your um, foreign export certificate, your residency permit. All of those things have an end date. As soon as you leave the company, they file the paperwork for your end. Now, if you're going to leave one employer and go to another employer, you will they will ask you around March or April if you're going to be returning in the fall. Okay, that's a good company. Most, or a, or a, well, or a mindful company. Right, a common. All companies do not do that. Well, they they do it around after Spring Festival because they need to know if they start need to start recruiting for the next. I, I I get that term. But we also know that Chinese companies will start recruiting in August for start dates for in January. August. No, oh, in yeah, August. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. So that's it. They will. Uh, Reputable companies that have been through this process that know how long it takes for them to get the paperwork done. Right. They will start asking, but a lot of companies may not. And they'll expect that you're going to leave the country and have to do all that paperwork again upon right. trying to get back in. If, if you have a job or you know that you're not going to come back, 
to that particular employer and you're going to go to another employer. You need a letter. You tell them when you've made the decision that you aren't going to renew your contract and you get the letter of release when the new company or employer hires you. Then they can start your paper. I don't paper. know if you have to wait for that. You do. You have to have. You don't the, have to have a job to get a release letter. You gotta have that release well, letter. Well, they they won't give you the release letter unless it's the end of the contract. Like if we were in April, we were saying we're not coming back, but we are gonna go to a different place. We couldn't get the release letter until the end of your contract was, which is yeah. You but know, that's when July you would get 1st. the release letter. But the the point is. You don't have to have a job to get a release letter. You got to get the release letter for that next job to start your paperwork. I think what they do is they call it a letter of intent that the school will give that they're going to they intend to release and then they have to do an official release letter at the end because if you don't want to have to leave the country to renew your visas, which is a problem, you have to have that letter so that the new employer can start filing for your visa stuff be before, before your you visa yeah, before it ends. ends. So, for example, if your your visa ends July 15th, you need to have your paperwork to the new employer. Your what? You'll have to go to Hong Kong or you'll have to return to your home country to renew your visa, which could be extremely expensive. So, even for though... You, Keep that in right, mind. Right, for you. Even though <laughs> Not they for your don't, employer, for you. Now, if you're doing it inside the country and you don't have to leave, they pay for everything. Uh, they should. They should. The law says they should. You should not. We've not paid for any of our visas. Not for me, not for the children, not for Aaron, none of them. That once we're in the country, the law says the employer has to pay for those. Medi We've the medical already checks, said how important laws are. The medical checks, the housing, and the visas are all supposed mm -hmm. to be taken care of by the employer. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> Next if one. If you believe that, I got some land for you. <laughs> We've had that so far. So we have had that so far. Now, but I'm how also many very particular. How many people have you talked to over the years where they paid for that stuff? Yeah, that's true. Okay. But they also, I guess, I guess because I, if, if someone says we're going to give you a housing stipend and we'll help you find an apartment, no, thank you. I don't want your job because I want them to be responsible for the apartment. I want them to find it. I want them to provide everything in it. I don't want to do that stuff. I'm not going to deal with a landlord. So I don't take the job when other people don't see it that way. They think, oh, great. They're going to give me the money to pay my rent. I mean, it I would say it, it depends on the city. It depends on your familiarity with that city. Because if we were in a city for a few years and the employer provided the living space and then we left that employer or stayed. And we said, you know, couldn't you just give us the money and we go find our own place? We want something a little larger. We'll pay the difference. How much would you give? You know, okay, fine. And a lot of people will do that. Yeah. And then go out and go apartment hunting. Not dissimilar from what you would do in any other country in the world. Apartment hunting. Except for foreigners, quite often, 
the landlords will require a year in advance. Okay, they want the rent a year in advance. Yeah, but you know, that's the stuff. Those are the details that get worked out in Chinese right. with your employer because most likely they'll look at them and say, of course they're not going to have their salary. They, they, oh, work, they work here for me. We I have, mean, when you think about it. We have friends that we know or people that we know that that happened to. They had to pay I, I get a that, year in advance. I get that, but my point is... If you if you have been working for the same employer, or you're working in the same city for a certain amount of time, my my whole idea is your your comfort level is what's going to drive you taking a stipend over right. having some employer based thing. Because if you feel comfortable in the city, then you just go to your employer and say, "Can you help me find a place?" And they say, "Sure, I will help you find a place." And we, I need you to talk to the people. Right. I need you to make them understand what we're doing and what's going on. And then once you get that, okay, you know, I mean, come on. You're not going to, nobody's going to sit there and be like, you got to give me a year. It's like, okay, I'll go to the next guy because the next guy's not going to care. He's going to want to get paid every month. Right. You know what I mean? I mean, come on now. It just sounds dumb. Okay. Next question. Why don't you want to return to the USA? Okay, all you got to do, look at the news every day. That, that, honestly, that's enough. But we did leave, ex- we did leave with the expectation that we did not want to go back. So, yeah. why did we leave in the first place? I don't, I don't know. It's a whole lot of reasons. It's yeah. a whole lot of, I don't know, didn't want to live, didn't want to live. Paycheck to paycheck. Or. All right. You know, didn't want to, didn't want to live the rat race. Didn't want our kids to go up in that system. Want our kids to have a, a much broader uh, vision of or understanding of the world and I humanity. Mean, <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, it's just uh, there's all kinds of reasons why we left. I mean, uh, I don't know. We talk about those all the time, um, but for the most part, it's it revolved around the kids and health and you know getting out of a America right I mean it, it America was it hasn't really been all of that positive during our lifetimes and it hasn't gotten better since we left no it really so, hasn't gotten better I mean, since we've left there's nothing there's nothing I mean even when I talk to friends that are teachers there's nothing about teaching living or working in america that seems better than what it was in 2011 right so yep that they're not even giving me the reason to come back right you know it's not like oh this thing is happening it's so much better no it's not you know so that's but people i guess you know i guess living expat i would say that a lot of expats um, leave for uh, a trillion different reasons, but they stay gone for one, and that's America. Yeah, <laughs> that's the reason. Uh, uh, politics change, personalities change. Uh, what's going on in and in, in you know the societies, the social things all change over time you know they all morph change you know new things come in you know you start you know different slang blah 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 culture has its stuff but honestly america stays the same yeah and if you left 
Uh, you will find the justification for staying gone. Yeah. You know, like going to Thailand, there was no, literally no reason for us to leave Thailand outside of immigration became really stupid and a coup made it very shaky. You felt like you were on shaky ground right. all the time. Yeah, but you know what? We could have done a lot of things to change the money situation. Yeah. It wasn't it wasn't it wasn't about money. It was about all of the other stuff that was taking our money away. You know, right. if you, the have, fact if you that didn't I have to go on visa country. runs like once a month, then right. all of a sudden you, we would have had plenty of money. That wouldn't have been the problem. You we know, were we weren't for, like spending a lot of money. We were there for 23 well, we were spending months. A lot in Thailand. And I left the country 10 times during that 23 months. That's a lot of traveling to go get new visas. Yep. So, but there was nothing about America that, that made you want to go from Thailand to America. No. No. There was no part of America, like no region, no area, no city in America that you would say, I'd rather, leave, I'd rather live in America than live in Phuket. No, Man, oh please. no. I, I mean, I'd go back to Phuket right now if I didn't have to work. Me too. You know, if all I had to do was just live. Retire. Go, go, go get sit on the Go beach. get groceries every day and live on the... Man, please. There's that, like no better place in the world to that be. That might be a great retirement spot. Right. That, that's what it is, though. It, it is, is a, a retirement, retirement spot. spot. Because in Phuket, well, in Thailand, um, you can retire at 50... 50 years old, you can get a retirement visa. And the retirement visas so are like five years. Five years. Five years. Five year I retirement. Got five years. Five. Not five. Five. I'm in China, man. Five. Lord. Five years. So, I have. I, with my fake receipt of how much money I have in the bank. Right. Like every other Thai person does. Yeah. And foreigner does. Take somebody else's account. Yep. What? Yeah, they'll go and they'll they'll move money into one account. Let it sit there for just let it sit there day. and then get a get a receipt saying this is how much money is in the account. Then send the money back to where it came from. Right, at the end then of the day. It shows that you had the money in your account and that's all the Thai government ever asked for is that a proof that you have the money in your account. They don't take any money. They just want the proof that it's there. Yep. They want to prove that you can. You don't have it. You own. have zero when that money leaves again. I think it's like twenty thousand baht per person, and that's really nothing. I mean, like twenty thousand more than that. No, it's twenty thousand baht per person. I thought it was like twenty thousand. That's six hundred dollars. Like twenty thousand dollars. No, 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 no. It's twenty thousand baht per person. Anyway. Because yeah, I had to provide that that one day. When no, I no, went no, 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 not to retire. The retirement no. amount is way different. Oh, the twi- the retirement amount oh, might I, I be... I wanted to say it was like $100,000 or something I don't like think that. it's that much. I want to say it's... Um, and that could have changed, I might have to ask too. Google, because it used to be a lot less than that. But I would, I would say that, honestly, as far as living in the States, there is no reason, honestly, right now, I cannot think of a reason... That would be good to go back to the United States at this point. There's nothing good about being there. And unfortunately, people in the United States don't know that. That's the sad part. Right. They don't know how negative it actually is. Okay. So once 
you know. Yeah, they just... They live in the bubble, and if they've never been outside of the bubble... Like, I have friends that have traveled, have like, oh, I've been in London for a week, and I've gone here, and I've gone there. But they've never really, they've never lived outside of the country. And being a tourist and being an expat are totally different animals. Yeah, it's different. I mean, you... But most people don't understand, they don't get that because they think, oh, I went there on vacation. Right. Like, we went to Thailand on vacation first... And that's when the children are like, can we live here, please? And we did, you know, the very... Research. Research. that We had a whole year. Yep. I mean, literally a year. Yes, we can go as soon as our contract is up. Let me see what I can find. We did the research. We did, you know, housing. We did all kinds of stuff. And then moved with nothing. Right. We, we moved. We had absolutely nothing but our luggage. In a hotel room. For a week. Yep. Seven days I had booked the hotel room. But that hotel was really nice. Okay, but we, we still only had it for seven there. days. <laughs> seven days, hotel room, one for us, one for the children. And then we had to find a house. We had to get jobs. We had to get transportation. And we did all of that after landing. We had a house within three days. Because I had done the research ahead of time and had been dealing with the realtor prior to leaving China. Okay. To get a retirement visa in Thailand, you need either a monthly income of at least 60,000 baht or $2,000 or a bank account balance of at least 800,000 baht or $25,000. See, I know. Or some combination of income and money in the bank that is equal to 800,000 baht. The typical Thai resident lives on less than $1,000 a month. Yep. I would say it's way less than that. Yeah, because you were making less than $1,000 a month working full-time. As a foreigner. As a foreigner in Phuket. So, there's that. And we weighed, I made way more than a teacher in Thailand. Oh, hell yeah. Like, I want to say, okay, at one school, I was making a piddly-ass little 25,000 baht a month. That's only $754. But one of the Filipino teachers was only making 18,000 a month, and that's $543 a month. Yeah, but how much do Thai teachers make? Less than that. I know, way less than that. That's what I'm saying. I it's, want to say they make about 12000 a month. I want to say that you're uh, thinking a little too high. No. Uh, you might be. The maids make about 10000 or 12000 a month. I didn't ask you about month. maids. I asked you about teachers. Well, that's 362 bucks. 12000 baht is $362. So keep in mind that, you know, yeah, we were in China... In Thailand, we were definitely upper middle class with our piddly little salary. Right. Yep. And when we lived in northeastern China, we were making four times the amount of a local teacher. And spending far less in bills. Because in northeast China, we didn't really have any bills outside of a... 
gas, water. We didn't pay those in northeastern China. We paid. We paid. We paid bills. Internet and phone. Water. Oh well, drinking water, but well, not bathing water. Of course, that's water. But not bathing I water. I didn't say bathing water. I said water. <laughs> there is a difference in in Asia. In America, you cook, bathe, wash the dog, and drink the same water. And water your lawn with. In China, if you did that, you'd be dead <laughs> within a month. So we paid thirty six dollars a month, approximately, for drinking water. Excuse me, but I mean, and we had our cell phones. Yeah. Which was like. And all your taxi drives, taxi rides. Yeah, my two yuan taxi rides. Yeah, two my, yuan taxi rides four times a day. My thirty cent taxi rides. Hey, four times a day over two years. I didn't do it every day for two years. Uh, it's kind of pretty close because, you know, you used to go shopping quite a bit. I walked a Women lot. Women be shopping! Ooh, I shopped a lot. Mm. I would like to take a trip back before we leave so I can go no, do some more shopping. No, no, no. That's a bad idea. If you go, you have to take Keegan with you. Okay. Yeah. No, that's not okay because you know what Keegan does. Keegan's the, very good at pulling your arm the and making man you would move be, away. The Buddha man would be happy to see Keegan. No, the Buddha man wouldn't happy happy to see Keegan because Keegan would be like, Mommy, you can't buy that. Psh, I wish she might. You I know she will. I don't know what you're talking about. This is not a new phenomenon. I can't go there without buying. Oh, that's why you're not going. It's against the rules, Daddy people. Has given me a, a oh, task yes. For she, every time yes. Go to yes. Store, do not let mommy buy it's a standing order. Or life. Life. Ah, <laughs> you guys that's suck why, I have that's lots why, of jewelry. That's why. That's why. That's <laughs> why. That's the reason why the standing order is there. If you are next to the mommy, you shield her eyes. You put the blinders on. Put your hands on the side of her face so that she cannot see to the side. Left or right. Keep her moving straight ahead out of the store. She apparently she sees well enough to see the sparkly things on the sides and go running after them like a little kid in a candy store. <laughs> okay, next question. You got one minute. What do you do to make your move happen and how long does it take for you to make a move? I think we have covered that. It takes us about a year. We take a year. Yeah, we take a year. We because start preparing. We like to know about we like to have many options and whittle them down that's why it takes a year because many well, people we that also are have to not save. well there's that too but there's many people especially the backpackers that don't have kids and it's just right. and they're single they they don't they need no time nope they, they just can pack just up their literally stuff and go. get the contract get the visa whatever that happens to be for whatever country that happens to be in and go it's not a, a crazy, big, long process. I mean, getting a visa, you have to have certain paperwork. But for the most part, I would say every expat that has had to get a visa has the paperwork because they had to get it for the one. Right. So you just, you're just making copies, yeah. essentially. Uh, you might have to go to some consulate and get some piece of paper from them or something like that. But 
outside. I mean, you fill out applications. You know, I mean, it's all that kind of bureaucratic BS. But it's essentially the same thing over and over and over. Yeah. That's why I do the it. The problem all. that we have is it's we have to do it over and over and over for four people. Right. And we have to have marriage certificates and birth certificates right. and translations of those documents. Well, and we had to have those for China. For China. Because China, you know, doesn't understand people get married and have children. So <laughs> right. you know. Yeah. I, I, I would say that we don't really spend much time. Once we've made a decision, it's there's not a whole lot time to there's not a whole lot to do outside of the company getting whatever paperwork they need, us getting that paperwork back, us filling out whatever needs to be filled out so that we can have visas before we get there. And if we don't need visas before we get there, like Thailand, you walk in the country like and you're just there. Honduras. Like whatever. Right. Like whatever country. Every country has their own rules about immigration. Do not think. That countries are the same. That's like the fatal flaw of of people outside of America. That yep. you can just go to one from one country to the next, and oh, I didn't do this over there. It's like, well, if you're saying that, you don't travel very much, right? Yep. Shit, we've gone, we've gone into Hong Kong and out of Hong Kong different ways now. Yes, and they were different. Yeah, both processes were different. Yeah, you know, and we. So, I mean, no, no, we don't did the even ferry think port. that way. We did the, well, we've done it three ways now. We did the ferry port, we did the bus one, and we did the train. Hmm. We went into Hong Kong through the ferry. We went into Hong Kong from the bus and we left Hong Kong on a train. One time. One we time. We also left Hong Kong. On a bus. On a bus. I've done that twice. See? Which means you're going to different entry and exits. I mean, we didn't do an entry and exit until we got back to Guangzhou. Right. This last time. Yep. Well, we did an entry. We didn't, we did well, the exit. We didn't do yep. the, we didn't do that process. Right. Entry, ed- exit process. We were on the train in limbo. Yeah. Riding all the way from... Hong Kong. Hong Kong all the way to Guangzhou in limbo. Yeah. It's the same process that people would have if they were in an airplane. You're in limbo. You're in yep. the middle. You're in transit. You're not in any country while on that plane in the air or on that that particular train. Well, I found it very fascinating that... To get on the bus, you ha- you're never in limbo. Right. We <laughs> went. We went from mainland China to Macau... And some people that, like some foreigners need a visa. So like your coworker, she needed a visa, but we didn't. And so, but they don't usually know they need a visa until they get to the immigration desk and they'll say, oh, do you have a visa? No, then go over there and get one and then come back. But for Americans, we didn't need that. But I think Canadians needed it. It all depends on the country that your passport is in and the country you're going in and out of. Best advice I can give is do your research about visa requirements for the country you're about to visit. Yeah, but... And do them (laughs) two or three 
weeks before and then do it a week before and right. then do it two days before you're supposed to board to make sure that nothing has changed. Because they will change it and there's nothing you can do about it. Because that happened to your mother. Right. They'll change it and there's nothing you can do about it. There's, there's, oh, we changed it. So you need this thing. Now go to this office and get this thing. It's like, but I'm at the airport now. And it's Saturday and they're not I'm open until Monday. Yep. And you're telling me that you changed it yesterday? Yeah. We changed it yesterday. Yep. It's like, okay, well, that's some tourist dollars you're not about to get. Right. Okay. So what is the hardest part about moving internationally? Shipping! Next! The cost of shipping. Herding cats. Herding cats, yeah. The cost of shipping and the cost of overweight fees is what really kills you. Mm Mm-mm. You're talking about moving things on a plane, on an international flight. Yeah. That's not, that's the only, that's an overweight fee. That has nothing to do with actually moving your stuff from place to place. We went and did craziness of having 20 plus bags and having to get those on an airplane. First a domestic flight, then an international flight, which have different rules, and then having to pay overage fees yep. for all of our luggage, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Honestly, the thing that's most difficult is moving your stuff. Right. Now, if you have no stuff, it's not hard. Right. But we're a family and we, uh, I mean, we probably have too much weight sitting on one bookshelf right oh, now. Oh, sure. So, I mean, you know, we have stuff, but we've also been in Asia now for... Six years. Six years. Yeah. So, we have accumulated some things, and we've gotten rid of a lot of things. Yeah. And, you know... I think one of the things that is the hardest for me is that we live in one place and we buy all the things. You buy the towels, the blankets, the dishes, the whatever... And then you leave, you leave all of that stuff. Yep. And then you buy it again. And you buy it again. And you buy it again. Mm -hmm. So I was thinking about this this morning, actually. When we move to the next place, the only thing that ever goes with us are the blankets that your mother has made for the children. That's it. We we don't take towels. We don't take sheets. But we don't take them. Because shipping them right, to the, the new fees, place yeah. is so expensive. It's cheaper it's to just, buy when you get there. That's why it's, well, and it's actually kind of, I don't know, better because you're... You're getting new every... You're getting new stuff. But that's why, you know, like when we moved here, I was like big on buy everything you want right now, beginning of the year... Buy it all. That way you'll get two years of use out of it. And when you walk away from it, you won't feel all that bad. Right. Because that's exactly what we're going to end up doing. Right. There are things that we'll take, but then the other things will Most sell. Most shit will not go. My right. little tea table here probably won't go. You know, our the little uh, uh, heater for the, the water and the thing for the tea and coffee. Yeah, that shit's not going anywhere. It's going to have to get sold. Yeah, It's because... either going to get sold or given away or it's going to be sitting on this desk when we leave right anybody want a desk you better come see me because (laughs) uh you know this ain't going nowhere right like my My desk is bigger than most most chinese people's beds yeah so 
you know, those things, those things make me sad that, you know, I have to buy it again. I'll be buying another French press. I'll be buying another oven if they don't have one in the house. I, I'm just, you know, it's just, uh, it's, that is, I would say that is living expat. You're, you are, I mean, you are going to be walking away from things because things are not going to travel with you. Right. And you also aren't going to let things hold you back. Well, you kind of can't. Unless you're just independently wealthy. Right. If you just have all the money in the world, then yeah, you rent a container and take everything with you. You take your bed. You know, you you're, you buy your own stuff. Okay, that's fine. But I'm not there yet. So, no. you know, for me, it's... I don't envision we'll be there. You know, you... You, well, you know, that's, that's all based on you and your job hunting skills. If you got, if you got the skills, you can make us wealthy. Hook us up. Put Keegan to work. <laughs> yeah. Between her naps. I don't care when she works. She, she get that get her done. <laughs> okay. Damn it. Guess she has to get a J-O-B, Keek. That's right. YouTubes. Bring in the big money. Okay. The next PewDiePie. No. No, no. The next PewDiePie is in the most popular person okay. on YouTube. Not, yeah. not the racist ass hat. That's not what I was saying. The dog is cute though. Uh oh. See, see, she's latched onto the he dog has a already. Black furry pug. Oh my. His name's Edgar. He's Edgar. Adorable. See, see. Don't say it. Don't see. Put her to work. Put her to work. Okay, so the next question... Wait a minute, we're not done yet? No. Oh, come on. I told you it takes more than 10 minutes. Oh, come on. How do you choose where the kids will go to school? At home. Next! I told you, if I had to answer these questions, it's very simple. And it is very simple. I think, Especially though... Especially that one. Because we tried to put them in schools in Thailand and China, and what, we, what did we find? They hated both places. They and wanted to go no, no, home. No, 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 no. See, you're, you're focusing and on the wrong And they weren't learning. Were, and the schools were substandard. Right, so, they weren't learning so, anything. No, no. You're, you're, you keep trying to put it off on the kids. It ain't got nothing to do with the kids. The schools were substandard. That's true. The schools did not meet the standards of Western education. That's true. Next. Yes. Um, do the children ever want to go back to live in the States? <laughs> no. Keegan laughs and giggles at you. Let's see what two has to say. Um, do you want to go back to the States? To live. You've been back to the States. Do you want to go back there to live? Yes or no? No. No. Next. Okay. Do you ever connect with other world schooling families? Me? As a family, do we ever connect what with other... What does connect mean? Like hang out with? Yeah, like, I guess. People with children? Uh-huh. Have we met anybody, other expats with children? In China? Yeah, Mercy and Stuart, but their children were really little. But they also sent their kids to Chinese schools. They did, because they both worked full-time at that same school. At that school. Um, anybody else? I don't Everybody, uh, for the most part, being married with children, going around the world, pretty much means you're going to be around single people. Yes, right. selfish single people. Yeah. Okay, that's not the point. The point is... Young you don't have people. an opportunity to be around world schoolers because there are no world schoolers around you necessarily unless you live in some 
large expat community. Like Phuket was a large expat no, community. No, there was a large mm. expat community in Phuket. Yes. Phuket itself was not a large expat community. It was a small island full of Thai people. It was a small <laughs> island full of foreigners with a few Thai people scattered amongst them. I mean, it's... it's I would say that most... Most of the time that we've been in Asia, we've been alone as far as family and family, parent, working parents and their kids. That's not, I don't, I would say that that's, while it happens, we are very sparse. Yeah, I would agree. There's way more backpackers and single people running around than there are married people with kids where both parents are actually there right we found a lot of people where the husband was in some other part of the world right and the wife was there with the kids right but that's yes. not the same thing that's not what Which they're asking i couldn't do but whatever close their boats because that happens a lot inside of china yeah shit we got one kid who you know goes home every weekend and they're in, they're all the way in beijing and their their parents are down here in guangzhou so wait, they go to Beijing. Oh, the child goes to is in Beijing. in Beijing and their parents are here. They go to a hotel every weekend. What? Oh. Shit, we, I got a student here who lives in Guangzhou and their parents organize different hotels for their child to go to on the weekend. They never go home. What? That's normal for them. It's OK. They don't parent. We talked about that. Next. That's the last question I have. Ha ha! One hour, 15 minutes. I told you. You said 10 minutes. Mm-mm. I said 10 minutes, but I was answering the questions. If you go back, rewind this I... audio, and hit, listen to me, give my answer and say next, I bet you you have 10 minutes worth of audio there. Maybe. You asking the question, me answering, and then saying next and going to the next question. I, you might not even have 10 minutes. Okay? 10 minutes at most. It takes you longer to ask the question than it does for me to answer. Maybe. I know what I'm talking about here. All right. I'm ready for a different adventure because Asia, Asia ain't it. A lot of people like to like to come here. A lot of people think that it's all the history and all that stuff, but but they don't keep the, their history. Really. But you know what? It's not about the history. The history is interesting. It's the current people. Yeah, they're the ones that mess it up, yeah. and they don't. And 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 it's it, when you have to live and work. See, when you're not on vacation, you have to live and work with people. Right. I would say that most people that come to Asia, most. Leave Asia with a very bad taste in their mouth. Yeah. And and they look at it like this is a thing that I endured, like prison. Not like a thing that was positive, like I had a positive effect on my life. Not the way we view Asia after watching, you know, Kung Fu movies. Where it's like you're going to get some some, some grand experience and, and you're going to have... You're going to know so much more about the human condition and you're going to have all of this stuff that you've gone through and you're going to grow as a person. No, No. that's not true. Okay. 
It would if you if that's what you think being in Asia is going to be like, you might as well just stick with the movies. They're going to teach you that you're going to get more out of it. Because if you have to live and work here, you're probably going to come you're probably going to come out on the other side disillusioned, angry, and just generally pissed off. And you're going to be like, "Why is it that nobody told me that this is what it was actually like?" Well, people, we done told you. Right. Yep. No, if you come here, you know what to expect. Right. I wouldn't, if I had to do it all over again, I wouldn't not come to China. No, no, no. If I had to do it all again, I wouldn't have come back. Really? Really. The only reason we came back was what? Why did we come back? To get new electronics. See? iPads, iPhones, that's why we came back. But I had to endure two and a half years of working. Well, you've actually had more than that. Well, I'm talking about... Here, in this particular environment. We came back in 2015. You and I both worked in time. By the time we leave, it'll be about two and a half years. It'll be... Yeah. Because you signed a two and a half year contract with your current company. And we had been here for six months before. So three years. Yep. Right? But I don't think we're not going... No, I'm not taking those. I, I have shivis. He, he needs space is what he's talking about. There's a lots of space that don't have to be in my hand. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, I would say that everybody... I, I think Westerners should treat China and Asia the same way I tell uh, Chinese kids how to treat food in America. Try everything, but don't go back. Don't make it a steady diet. Don't stay with it. Because if you stay with it, it's going to hurt your body. Yes. You know what I mean? So that's American fast food, American restaurants, uh, you know, all of, the, all of the things that are American cuisine. Yeah. Try it. Try everything. Once. Then don't eat it ever again. Right. You know, know if you like it or you don't like it. Experience the culture. Okay, fine. Stay away from it after that because it'll freaking kill your ass mm. slowly. Yep. And that's kind of how it feels being in China. You start taking it in, and then next thing you know, it just it feels like it just gnaws at your soul. And then you end up, you end up tr- angry. I mean, yeah. really angry. Yeah. I don't think I don't think people understand like just sitting on the bus in the morning and how angry it can make you. Yeah. When the guy is stomping on the damn brakes every five seconds for no reason. Right. There's no one in. No front one's of in you. front of him, but he's There's... stomping on the brakes. You know the games that they play with cameras. They speed up just to slam on the brakes in front of the cameras that are hung in front oh, of yeah. them and yeah. then they go under the camera slowly and then speed up again what kind of idiot does that why not just go the speed until you got to the camera then speed up but you're right. not getting us there any faster doing it your way but you are hurting my damn spine right yep you know i mean it's it's Every day you have a thing. Every day there's something. Every day it's a person, an act. Uh, it's a 
way of, of communicating or not communicating. There's always something. Yeah. My company merged with another company, but we didn't find out until last week that it was done. When was it done? We were told that in our meeting on Thursday, it was done. That we are now a new company. We are not the company that I signed my contract with. Unbelievable. It's like, so you told me when it was finished. What does that even mean? Like, what does any of it mean? Right. They can't, ex they can't, they, they give you no information about that. Nothing. So then everybody, Western, walks around completely in the dark about what the hell is going on. And some of the people still, as of like Friday or Friday, still didn't know what was going on. Still hadn't even been told. Oh, yeah. You had one girl in a different you satellite know, program. That hadn't even been told what, what had transpired. You know, I mean, it's I'm sorry, but everything about living and working in China, it just gnaws at you. It really does. As much as and I and I watch people all day long trying to be so positive and they're, they're like, oh, we don't worry about it. It's not a big deal. And and it's all bullshit. And it's yeah. like them convincing themselves because if they were honest, they'd be they would sound the way I sound right now. They Angry. would sound as angered and pissed off about the situation, but they don't. And they always walk around like, oh, oh, it's so much better and so good and oh, blah, 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 <laughs> blah, 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 blah. Are you signing contract next year? Hell no. I don't want to live here. I don't like it here. It's like, then why are you so happy chipper right now? Why are you acting as if it's all so good? It's not. And it won't be until Westerners leave enough until, I mean, China's already made it too hard for, um, they've already made it more difficult for qualified people to come in. Yeah. Yep. They've already made it difficult for qualified people that have been here to stay. Yes. So then when the qualified people that are here, that are allowed to be here, continue to leave. Yes. That's when China's going to figure out, oh, maybe we shouldn't have done that. Right. Like the one child policy. Right. You know. When you're digging babies out of garbage cans and out of dumpsters and all that kind of stuff, and they're getting, they're going abroad, and then now the men don't have enough women in the country. Okay, maybe that one-child policy wasn't a great idea. It sounded good on paper, but maybe it, in in actuality, it might not. It, it, it helped with the famine some, for a while. You know, it, might, it was it some, got rid of the famine. It was some, you know, unforeseen consequences there. There were some and unforeseen this is this is going to be the unforeseen consequence because. The people that leave China, the people that leave Thailand, the people that leave Asia, that yes, are that's qualified. The issue right now, they're leaving. They're, and, and what are they getting? Filipinos. They're getting Filipinos or they're they'll getting, get Russian backpackers. Yes. And well, they're getting, they're getting all of these people who do not really, they're, they're, they're yeah. coming to China as a step up. From right. wherever they're coming from. Yep. And that doesn't mean that they're highly qualified in any sense of the Just term. means that Chinese people can pay them less. Right. It means that they get paid less. But it's a step more. up, though, yep. from wherever they're yep. coming from. Yep. Yep. So, yeah. No. Um, I If someone came to me and said, hey, should I go to China? Should I go to Asia? Sign a one-year contract. 
That's what I'm gonna. I that's what I would say. Sign that's a what I would contract. tell. But we've only signed two plus year contracts in China. Yeah. You know, and and I would tell them sign a one year contract, and keep trying to get as much as you can every year that you stay. Right. That's the problem when you sign a multi year contract. Here you don't get a raise. Nope. Until you sign the next contract. So we sign a two year contract. And the salary is the same for two years, but then people that are coming in a year after you, they're making more money of you than you are now. Oh, oh, I've got people making almost double my salary and they're not even in a managerial position and only teach one class. And they're not quali- so, highly qualified. And they're first year teachers. Right. So, you know, hey, why, 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 why be equitable? When right. you don't have to be. Yep. You know. Yep. And like I've been saying, I'm here in my last year and I took a pay cut. Right. Like, what makes you think I would stay f- for another year? Right. What makes you think I would do that? And then you, then, then the company merges with another company. It's like, oh God, now you're not even the decision maker. Right. <laughs> It's like, no. No, thanks. Yep. <laughs> when China's ready for prime time, I'll be, you know, on to something else. I'm giving my, my young daughter the hand signals. It's time to shower. Before you fall asleep again. It's time for the shower. The life of a narcoleptic is not that much different than the life of a cat. And a teenager that doesn't want to shower. What? Shower? 8.30 at night? Why do I have to do that? Because I smell you. <laughs> it, fine. Just don't sleep in the shower. Take your shower. Don't do that. Because falling down in the shower, that's bad. That's bad. Especially on these floors. Yeah. Because you will get up bloody. And fall down again. And then fall down again. Because everything is tiled and slippery. Mm-hmm. All right. What else you got? That's it? That's all I I don't need to rail against anything else. Me that's and Shivas didn't get very far tonight. The question of the week. Q of the W. That was it. Multi-part Q of the W. Yep. Um, I'm sure I'll have more later. More. Oh. Oh. I started reading Perfectly Torn. What is Perfectly Torn? Perfectly Torn is the book written by Christina Cooper that we talked about. We talked about this? A couple of podcasts ago. We did. She. This is her Was second Was it a whiny book. Monday where my, my, my recollection would be hampered? I don't know. She's she also wrote Perfectly Suited, which was really hysterically funny with her main character Norma Noodle. Okay, you're just trying to show that you read it, but but it's what are you talking about? Pants funny. I, honestly, so, I don't know what you're so talking about because I think it was a, probably a whiny Monday. Christina podcast. Cooper sent me the book to read, the second book, Perfectly Torn, and you can find it on Amazon.com. It's really good. I'm only in chapter six right now, but I, I'm loving it. I'm really in. I'm digging the Mother Goose character. 
You're loving it. I'm loving it. I. So they should go check it out. Amazon.com. Amazon.com. Perfectly torn and perfectly it, suited. Would it, be, would it be a good gift for a teenager for Christmas? Uh, no, but it would be a great <laughs> gift for a, an adult. Wait a minute. I, this is not... This is not uh, YA lit potato chip? Actually, no, it's not a YA lit. Oh, my. Karen's not reading YA lit. It's a Somebody grown-up book. Get the, get the LED sign ready. Uh, we need some uh, fireworks, and let's shoot them off the balcony. I know. It happens once a year when oh Christina releases a new book. Oh, so it's, it's, it's the author. Yeah, she's really good. She makes me giggle. Because, uh, honestly... I I I I I I I I have suggested many. Yeah, but books your books and, put me to sleep. And, yeah, why? Do you know how hard it was to get through a message to a black man? No, 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 no. I ain't talking about that. See, you're you're going way, way back to the to the two thousands. I'm talking about like the stuff that was has been recent, or. Stuff like that the, is, that's the older. The new Jim Crow that, you know, by Michelle Anderson. Yeah, 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 all that kind of stuff. You, 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 you Have you, you read? Were... Have you read the uh, the expat book I told you to read? Expat book. What? Growing up expat. Is that the name of it? Hold up, I gotta grab it. Is that the the kid one? The one yeah. about children. Yeah, about raising children abroad. It's not growing up expat, is it? It's. I don't think so. It's third world kids, or yeah, yeah TCKs. Third world. Yeah, third world. Third world? No, that's not right. Yeah. Third culture kids. Third culture kids. Not third world Third culture kids. I'll say third world didn't sound right because that means you just po. Third culture kids. Yeah, I haven't read that yet, no. See? It's by David C. Pollock and Ruth E. Van Rieken. Yeah, yeah, okay. Growing Up Among Worlds. Uh It's a pretty good book. Uh-huh. That's not how you doing? A- how you doing with roots? I'm not gonna read. Roots. Ah! See what I'm saying? See what I'm saying? I've got too many other books on my list here. Uh, when you have an oh iPad oh, speaking Pro of books, too. I took our collegiate collection. Uh huh. All 212 of them. That's all we have in that collection. Oh, okay. 212 of the must reads for getting ready for college. And or university in the United States. Ooh, those kids' brains, I swear they turned to mush as soon as they <laughs> saw the fact that there was 212 books in that thing. 212 PDFs. Yeah, they were like, oh my God. I was like, yes, and these are the things that we have to read. Yeah. Now, we don't read all of them, but these are the things that we have to be, we we have read, to read be exposed to yep. between junior high school and through college. This is what we do. And we read were, a significant amount just, of them. They were just like, oh my. And it's like, yeah, that this is what you guys should be. Pick pick one and just start reading. Yeah, good you luck know? with that. And then pick another one and just start reading. Your kids are not at college level. Yeah, but some of the books are not college level. Your some, kids of the are, books, some of the books are not college level. But I thought some of your students were like fourth grade reading level. Oh, they are. But when did you read Animal Farm? Uh, the first time? No, the 20th time. The first time I read Animal Farm was probably 6th grade. See? But I was reading at a second year college level in 5th grade. Okay, it's irrelevant. When did you read Animal Farm? 
sixth grade. When was it appropriate for you to read it? I, I read it in sixth grade, okay. but I don't they think I truly it. understood it until I read it again as an adult. Okay, but that's all literature, right? Isn't that just how literature works? Yeah. Okay, so why can't they go through that process? You, you should read everything at least three times. Once when you're young, then again in your 20s, and then again later in life. So, there you go. But yeah, it's very funny. The Looking at the the faces, the poor kids, they don't, they don't realize that they are nowhere. Like every test I give in English, history, or ESL, it's literally like a middle school test. And they don't understand that. It's like, guys, because their educational system does not give tests. Right. Like throughout the term, they don't get tests. They get they midterms get one, and finals. One midterm, one final, and one test, usually somewhere before midterms and before finals, so that they can see how they're going to do on their midterm and final, and they'll know how much more they need to learn how to regurgitate. That is what they do for school in China. That's why they're so smart, because they've studied the same thing over and over and over, and then they regurgitate it on their test. But they as soon can't as you say, a month later. as soon as you say to them, "Oh, this thing says it is better to do," what does that mean? Because it was in Chinese. Right. What does that mean? This was one of their questions on their midterm. What does that mean? And none of them answered. None of them had an understanding of what that meant. Like taking the Chinese proverb or whatever it is that it came from and turning that into this means this. They could not answer that question. Not one student, even our smartest student, couldn't answer that question. Doesn't sound like a hard question. So be, be careful with the whole Chinese people are, you know, so, 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 so smart. They are not. Because that's, they're not taught. It's a different style of teaching. You want them to, to do a quadratic equation in their head? Yes, they'll be able to do that. Why? Because they've been taught all the shortcuts to be able to do that in their head very quickly without Since writing it down. But they can't tell you how to do it. They can only tell you what the answer is at the end. Right. So no work. No, no process. It's all just this is the answer. Yeah. And that's how they're tested. Whereas we're looking at it like, I don't really care if you get the right answer or not. I need to know the process you went through to get there. That's what's right. most important to me. Because that shows that you're thinking. With Chinese people, they're not thinking. They're regurgitating how to get it done. And then everybody's doing it the same way. How do you draw a flower? This is how you draw a flower. Literally, this is how you the draw a flower. The only way you can draw the, the only flower. only way you can do it. All right. We're at... Any other things you got on your mind right now? Tomorrow, I think we need to do at least one more or two more podcasts. But, you know, right now... I'm good. Shivas, 12 years. From a student. No mas. You're Shivas from a student. I don't know why you keep bringing it up. Like, that matters. That's just crazy to me. They brought you a, a it leader. It wasn't from of, a student. It was from their student's parents. They brought you a leader of liquor. And the guy was like, the dad knew his stuff. Nice. I mean, he had English better than everybody else I talked to all day. Oh. Oh, yeah. That's fantastic. His, one of his best friends is from California. But isn't his child failing? Yes, but failing is relative. They don't see their children, Aaron. 
The children live at school. The children live at school. And they How can he help his child? Right. He, he only sees them on the weekend, maybe. So there, there, you don't. There isn't. It's not like the situation you guys have, where you actually have, you can actually talk to your parents on a daily basis. These kids have like no contact with their parents because their cell phones are taken from them uh, at the beginning of the week on Sundays. They go to school on Sunday. They leave on Friday, and they see their parents Saturday day. Friday evening maybe. and Sunday morning, maybe, because Saturday might be full of classes. Yeah, I can't. I couldn't talk to Frank like maybe an hour. Right. Away, and he was like, "I'll call you back at five because he had to finish his homework and eat. And then he he texted me at five and he was like, "So my teacher just." informed everybody that we have more homework to do mm -hmm. that we didn't have. Yes, but these are also his regular teachers giving them stuff. Yeah. It's not that they're going to a separate place, which is amazing to me that parents even let that happen to pay a teacher extra money outside of the classroom to teach their regular class. And if you don't, your child will probably fail because the teacher will take it out on the child that they didn't get paid more money to do the job they were supposed to do Monday through Friday. Yep. That's a whole nother conversation. Yep. Say goodbye to the people. Goodbye, people. Wait a minute. You can't say goodbye yet. All right, people. If you want to get in touch with us, you know that you can get us on the YouTubes, on the Facebooks, The Traveling Fars. If you want to find us uh, if you really got an email because you love email, okay. Travelingfars at gmail.com. If you are just so into blog spaces and you got to know what's going on on the blog, go to thetravelingfars.blueberry.net. No ease in blueberry. And then if you want Twitter or Instagram, because most of you are just, that's where you get everything. Traveling Fars. Now you can say goodbye to the people. Wait, I want to say a special oh, thanks no, to Shireen for sending us the questions. Special thanks for the questions that should have taken 10 minutes and have taken an hour and 38. Yay. <laughs> mm -hmm. Goodbye, people. Peace. <laughs>